0: okay google play the sideline hustle podcast
1: sure the sideline hustle football podcast here's where you left off
0: what's going on everybody this is your host drew lieberman i'm slow packing <laughs> Our days here are numbered. Even the way we've come up in the world, think about it. We've created the website ourselves. We've made this podcast ourselves. Like, everything's been done just by us hustling. And you are now listening to the Sideline Hustle Podcast. We talk about doing this show. Yeah, we, we laugh and we joke and we complain about how hard we work. But if we didn't love to coach, we wouldn't be doing it.
1: I want the good guys in. Get them <laughs> out of there. I want the good guys in.
0: To me, I think we're broadcasting the day-to-day life of what college football is.
1: From the sidelines, we got to hustle because we got to eat. From the sidelines, we got some goals that we still got to reach.
0: What up, what up? This is Coach Leaves, and welcome to episode 32 of Coach Talk. I'm going to give you guys a quick sideline hustle update and then go right to Q&A. Got a bunch of questions in uh, my Instagram inbox and the DMs. That I want to get to, and we haven't done Q&A in a while, so we'll make up for it there. Um, Just briefly, uh, Taylor Gabriel, the number one receiver for the Bears, he had DM'd me yesterday, sent me a clip of him versus the Dolphins last week, um, and a release he had on a a go-route and a nice catch he had, and I just broke that down into a teach tape this morning, Um, so check that out, one of the the newest posts posts on Sideline Hustle on, on Instagram and Twitter. Broke that down this morning. He reposted it on his page and shouted this out, which is awesome. Hopefully that'll, that'll do a lot to grow the brand and the awareness. And, you know, like I said yesterday when I kind of mentioned this, it's just amazing to get this kind of uh, attention and respect from some of the best receivers, you know, in the NFL and in the world. And it just tells you that we're onto something, and, and it's, it's just – you know more motivation to to keep working harder and keep trying to grow the brand and 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 do more to provide value for you guys for the audience and and continue to educate everybody on the craft of wide receiver and and the business of football and and everything we're talking about. Um, but on, on to Q and A, uh, let's get right into it. Uh, Ethan Convey, who's who's been a loyal sideline hustle follower, so shout out to you. He asked me, uh, do you recommend postgraduate years to young seniors? I think this is a great question and something that a lot of kids kind of struggle with at this point. Um, a lot of kids, especially, you know, if they thought they'd be getting offers midseason, haven't had any offers yet. And maybe they want to strive to get, a, you know, a D1 offer or, you know, offers at a certain academic school, then then postgrad can be an option. I think, I think what you need to ask yourself is, what are your goals? Are your goals to go to postgrad to get, uh, you know, a D1 scholarship? I know some guys, being a former NESCAC coach, and I know some guys will go to postgraduate years to get their grades up so that they can get, they can get into an Ivy League or or a NESCAC school. Where you know, like a lot of times we we will kind of defer kids uh, like at Wesleyan and say, hey, if you go to you know this this private school, this this postgrad school and get a certain GPA, we will admit you the next year. A lot of times admissions works works with you that way. So there's a couple of reasons why people will go to postgrad, but I think the the number one thing you got to know is is what are your goals? What are you hoping to get out of that year? Um, what's your family situation? Cause a lot of times, you know, going to post-grad graduate school is going to cost your family a lot of money. Only, only certain people can afford that and have the luxury of being able to afford that. Um, and then you just need someone to be honest with you. Like if your goal is to earn a division one scholarship, you need to go to a coach that you think is going to be honest with you and find out if that's really very feasible. If if the chances of you earning a division one scholarship from going to post-grad are 10%, it's probably not worth it. But if you're a kid who maybe, you know, was, was injured a lot in his career, you were a late bloomer. Or, you know, you just didn't get to play a ton uh, because you were on a great team, whatever it might be. Those are circumstances where, yeah, maybe maybe you are a D1 player. You're just kind of a diamond in the rough. Go somewhere where you'll you'll be the focal point. Go to a a prep school where, you know, you'll get the ball more. You'll be more of, you know, the the number one attraction there. And then you can put better reps on film and earn yourself a, a D1 scholarship. It's possible. You need someone who knows your game well, to be honest with you. Then um, obviously, like I said, your family situation. And if it's a grade thing, I think if an Ivy League school or next school tells you, uh, hey, if you get these grades at this school, we'll let you in. And, and that's what you want. Then that's that's very worth it. I've seen that work out for a lot of kids. Uh, so that's something that I think can be a trusted path. Um, next question. Bern Frederick again on Instagram. He asked, what are the most effective ways to shave off your to shave time off your breaks in and out of your routes? Um, I think it's a good question. Uh, the the number for me, you know, I teach every route uh, has a specific break point. So if it's a a hitch route, uh, we call it a drop-pop. You're gonna drop on your inside, pop on your outside, it's sudden, drop-pop, it's quick. Uh, That's how you run a hitch route or a stop route. Uh, You know, for for like a a 5 to 6 yard in route or a stick route and out route, that's a kind of quick game. 5 to 6 yards, we uh, we call it a square break, drop-break line. And again, drop in the direction you wanna go, sink your hips, break line. Uh, to gather yourself, uh, that, that's one break point, and then like a tight break is like a curler, or a comeback, and the footwork for that is drop one, two, three, um, drop in the direction you want to go, three choppy steps to gather yourself, and, the, and then finish downhill at a 45 degree angle, and you know, there, there's a few more, there's about five to six breakpoints and, and other things, and I think uh, I'll, I'll post some things on the story, kind of giving you the specifics to each break point when they're applied. Uh, to certain routes and then I think to, to shave off time, which was your question, it's just really practicing those breakpoints over and over and getting to a point where they're second nature and you don't have to think about them and, and you've done each one of them a million times. And that's when now, you know, you're gonna be so clean and so efficient and out of your break because it's it's a trained movement. It's not it's not ever unfamiliar for you. Um, and, and your body is used to getting in out of that break very quickly. I think it, you got to train it and work on it just like anything else, but the specific break point, it's not just running and Hey, I'm going to turn around at 10 yards or I'm going to break in at 12. Like there's specific footwork and, and specific body mechanics that need to be practiced in order to get really good at that. And I think that's the key is focusing on those little details, but again, practicing each route individually and mastering the break point for each one of those is, is key. Um, coach Braun. Uh, he uh, has been a longtime follower and a really, really loyal supporter. He dams me quite a bit. We talk a lot each week. I appreciate you, Coach Braun. He asked me, uh, what drives you to coach the way you do? And I think this is probably my favorite question of all of them. Uh, what drives me is, is, is being a role model to the kids and being a mentor to the kids. Um, for me, there's no better feeling uh, than the feeling I get when, when I've been an influential force in a kid's life and either helping him improve his game or helping him improve his life in general and helping him become a better person. Um, you know, there, there's no better feeling for me. There's nothing more fulfilling. Uh, that's why I've been coaching since I was, you know, a junior in college, and it's just something I love doing. I feel like it really is like my calling is to use my influence and use my knowledge of football, use my ability to motivate uh, to to touch as many people as possible and help as many people as possible. And I think, you know, I've continued to further that calling, if you will, uh, with the sideline hustle and, and finding a way to use Instagram and use Twitter to educate thousands of people that otherwise I never would be able to get in contact with. It's been an unbelievable feeling. It's why I have so much passion for this. It's why I enjoy doing it so much. And I put out so much content because there's nothing like spending two hours making a video and then seeing it reach, you know, 50,000 people across all platforms and, and see the comments and the DMs that come in on how that video or that technique helped a kid. It's, it's, it's really incredible. And it's something that I think is, is just getting started and will we'll continue to grow. Um, but But as far as how you do that, like how do you, you know, become that force in people's life? Uh, I've only, I only know one way to do it. I learned my coaching style from Anthony Campanelli, who's now the defensive coordinator at Boston College. He was the receivers coach at Rutgers. And from Ralph Friedgen, who is a legendary Hall of Fame coach, was the head coach at Maryland for 10, 15 years, won a national championship as the OC at Georgia Tech, coached in the Super Bowl with the Chargers in 1995 and lost to Jerry Rice and Steve Young. Incredible coaching career. He was the offensive coordinator at Rutgers my first year there. And for those of you guys who have been following, he's been a huge part of the sideline hustle. Uh, but what they really taught me was that the only way i know to motivate kids and to be true to kids and be a great coaches is, is to hold kids accountable and be extremely hard on them because you know the expression i kind of came up with is accountability equals love and that if i really love if i'm holding you accountable that means i really love you And I'm trying to push you to be the best and to bring the best out of yourself. And I'm holding you to a high standard that you might not be able to set for yourself. But it's my job as your coach to to see the potential in you and push you to reach that potential every step. So the only way I know how to do that is to hold hold people extremely accountable, make practice as hard as possible uh, every single day so that you can get used to the chaos and the pressure I put on you in practice. And that will enable you to handle adversity come game time and and, and you can make big plays, you know, in, in the big moments. Um, but, but really accountability is the crux of all of it where, you know, how can I say that I love you if I'm allowing you to perform at a, a lesser version of yourself, if I'm allowing you to give less than your best effort or, or be less than, you know, your, your absolute best, then, then I don't really love you. I'm, 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 letting you, you know, I'm watching you fail basically and I'm letting you fail. So to me, you know, accountability is a huge part of my coaching style and I really just love, like, like I said, accountability equals love, but I also love the heck out of my kids. You know, I invest a lot of time in them. I, I, you know, get to know them and their families and their upbringings and everything. And, you know, the more of a relationship I build with them, now the harder I can push them in practice and in meetings and in games because they know it comes from love. We're, we have a big brother, little brother kind of relationship and they know how close this is. They know that this is real love and I truly care about them. And then now when I, when I ask them to push their limits and I tell them that they're disappointing me and they need to give more, that really hits, the, hits home with them and they respond uh, appropriately and, and, you know, they give everything they can. So that's kind of my coaching style in a nutshell and, and what drives me to coach. But I, I appreciate the questions, guys. Good round of Q&A. It's been a good uh, two, three weeks for the sideline hustle, really getting a lot of notoriety, a lot of attention. So just going to keep grinding, going to try and uh, you know, keep it going and, and keep rocking with it. Appreciate all the love. Appreciate the support. Um, you know, let, Let's keep going every day. That's it. Episode 32 of Coach Talk. This is Coach Leaves. I'll see you guys tomorrow. Peace. Reach.
1: Brother, let me get this thing straight Can't just be another random rapper with a mixtape I just went and put another beat inside a Pond box I just went and took another trip way out to Biscay I love Miami cause they always treat me so well They used to see me nowhere I used to pull them by saying I run for the team Now they in. their hands through, my head. My, head through yeah, my head They used to never wanna see my town I- I- I Got them coming to the east side Now in the city where I reside Now when they move a little weight Let like the D-line Now push. Run the track or running back Gotta keep it moving, never running back. Never. We running the game and they running laps. That's another story for another track. Another, another See, from the sidelines, we gotta hustle, cause we gotta eat. We gotta, we gotta eat. From the sidelines, we got some goals that we still gotta reach. Everybody reach, reach yeah. Reach. Yeah.